What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another adventure behind the timeline. I'm your host, Lindsay, and my co-host, Scott, is here with me. That's true. I am here. I'm right here. Right here. <laughs> We're going to be uh, talking about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings tonight. I'm so excited. Among other things. That we oh, my about. God. <laughs> <laughs> but I also am excited. Um, I liked this movie a lot. And I did full too. spoilers, guys, for yes. this movie and for... For everything. Mm-hmm. We want to let you know, too, that like we saw this earlier in the week, and we held off posting this until we gave everybody... Because it was a holiday weekend, mm-hmm. um, we didn't want to put this out on like a Monday or a Tuesday. Um, so we wanted to give everybody a chance to actually see it over the weekend before we like dove into a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so hopefully everybody's seen this. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we dive into it, we'll talk about some news stuff. Yeah, what's happening in the world? Well, in case anyone's unclear, <laughs> in, ca- in case I have not emphasized this enough, I am excited about the Wheel of Time. It is coming to Amazon Prime. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Um, but the the point of this is to say we are going to get a second trailer before the show drops on November 19th. We are going to cover the show. We are going to do so in a non-spoilery way. Mm-hmm. So my question to listeners, um, and I'll post this on the Instagram as well, is what do you guys want in terms of a primer? What? Because I would like to do one. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking about like the background of the universe. And like I, I what I kind of want to know is like what's what's too much of a spoiler mm-hmm. you know so send us feedback at that at go behind the timeline at gmail.com or send it over to us on instagram at go behind the timeline i'll post something about it in the next day or so and see and scott and i'll talk about it but mm-hmm. i want to get people's feedback on what they want in terms of a primer for the wheel of time yeah definitely definitely what spoilers um, are too many tell me well, this next bit spe- so. well because like i'm i just bought the first three books Mm. Did you start them yet? I haven't. I haven't had a chance to. My weekend was pretty busy, but that's true. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. I. Uh, I don't know what I don't know. I want spoiled or not. So I am gonna try and finish the first book before at least the show starts. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that'd be great because then we can collaborate on what what we both think is like an. You know, and there'll be things that I can tell you that won't really be spoilers at right. that point. You know what I mean? That yeah. will be more just yeah. So. We'll talk about it. I'm interested to hear what people want to hear, because I don't want to do spoilers, but I also am like, what's a spoiler? Like, is knowing the history of the world up to this point a little bit a spoiler? Because they will tell us, but sometimes that context is nice. So, kind of want to know what people want in terms of a primer for the Wheel of Time, if anything. Yeah, and I mean, is it it one of those things where, like, it's kind of juxtaposed into the show as you go along? I'm sure it will be. I mean, I don't know because I haven't seen it. No, I mean, like, in the, I'm still I, thinking about it all the time. I don't know, Scott. I mean, like in the book, like as you go along. Yeah. Or does the book start off giving of you thing. a history of it? The book starts off with a prologue that takes place a long time in the past, so mm. you definitely get a little bit of an idea, but it's not. It's like spelled out for you in lore and in stories, mm-hmm. okay. and some of the background that's like already in the trailer, like some of the stuff that they're gonna tell us right up front takes a while in the books to totally get there right but i can tell from the trailer shots that they're telling us moment one like the first thing we're gonna learn is stuff that you don't find out about all the way into like the third book so okay they're gonna fill in the world a lot it starts with this really kind of small claustrophobic like we're leaving the shire view right and then expands but in the show they're just gonna start out big i think 
Okay, that makes that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, so um, I'll look at the trailer too and take feedback and think about like, all right, that's definitely going to be something they tell us about. But but yeah. let let us know what you think and what you guys want from that. I'm super stoked to be doing non-spoilery stuff for Wheel of Time. It's going to be like the only non-spoilery thing that we do <laughs> yeah. anytime in the podcast is to protect Wheel of Time viewers. Yeah. <laughs> that was 100% Lindsay's executive decision, and I'm I'm totally behind it. I want new viewers for this. Like I, that's yeah. the point. That's why I'm excited about this. This mm-hmm. is not just for the book people, even though. I love all the book people. Oh, yeah. All of us want to open this up to the rest of the world, so no spoilers. For sure. Anyway, I don't want to take the whole pot on Wheel of Time, because I'll, <laughs> I'll do it. Because That's why we're going to do a primer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, dude, I I literally, when I saw this fucking post on Instagram, I screamed so fucking loud. I feel like Venom, I can hear it. Uh, Let There Be Carnage has been moved up to October 1st, release day. Yeah. I am... I'm beyond fucking stoked for this shit. I've waited. I've waited what, like three years, for for it the Venom It feels like sequel. forever. I thought yeah. I thought Venom came out in like 2017. It was 2018. So yeah, like three years. Yeah, and forever, I basically. Oh my god, I am so freaking excited. When we went to actually, it's funny because when we went to go see this movie, um, when we went to go see uh, Shang Chi. The they played the trailer for it and I haven't been able to hear it in surround sound and it just sounded absolutely incredible. Just for Venom too. Yeah, it just and well, this kind of leads into my other note. Um, we also got to see the the extended trailer for Dune, and holy shit, this actually looks like such a great movie. So first of all. We had a slight theater debacle when I went to see oh, no. Shang Chi. Really? It was fine. It was it was all fine, but it resulted in me being slightly late for the trailers. And I don't know whether they didn't play Venom and Dune or whether I was too late because I still caught like the Eternals trailer. Like I feel like those yeah. are the big ones that they save for later. Like I didn't think I was going to miss them. I wasn't worried about how late I was at all. Yeah, not one iota. But I didn't see them on the big screen. I did see the Dune trailer on the big screen when I saw Jungle Cruise, though. So oh, okay. I agree. And I just read the first two Dune books, and then I kind of like took a break and started reading Wheel of Time again because I have a problem. Um, <laughs> and haven't done the third one. <laughs> but I did just read Dune, and it's really good. And I think the movie looks amazing. And also, just side note that Zendaya looks incredible oh, yeah. at the oh my god in Venice at the premiere. It's yeah. stupid. I just, for the record, she's a queen. Yeah. I, um, uh, I'm kind of, like, low-key in love with her. Same. Yeah. I don't think it has to be low-key. I think she just is, like... No, I, I, think, think, yeah. we, I think we all are. Well, she's amazing. And Tom Holland. Tom Holland's old enough now mm-hmm. to openly be attracted to. There was a time not that long ago, I remember texting my best friend, and I was like... I was like, man, like, he's, I get it. Like, he would be, you know, a teenager's dream boat, but he's too young. He's, you know, he's 17 or 18, like, years ago, right, when he was still young. And now he's, like, man in his 20s. And I'm like, yes, Tom oh Holland God. looks great. That's I don't know if I've ever told you who my actual celebrity crush is. Who? Uh, it's Kat Dennings. Do I know Kat Dennings? That She's name is Darcy not... from Thor. Oh, my God, that's legit. That's yeah. legit. She's amazing. She's I'm like, Nora I, did, I know that name. Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. She's incredible. I love her. She is 100% my cat. If you ever, like, find your way to this podcast, just know, like, 
I would do anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of doing things for people, um, mm-hmm. there was a gentleman a long time ago in a galaxy right here in the one we're in uh, mm-hmm. who had a little animated house <clears throat> with a little animated dog named after the color of said dog. And this gentleman felt the need to ruin my emotional state yesterday by returning to the interwebs with an apology and a thank you and an update in the form of the return of Steve from Blue's Clues. And oh my God, this absolutely decimated me. I'm not crying, you're crying. Dude, for real. Jesus, it was so, I mean... Steve from Blue's Clues, guys, came back in his 40s to discuss student loan debt. I shit you not. Yeah. And I just, I'm like, oh my God. And and looking at some of the footage of him when he was younger, because the one mm-hmm. I watched had like, you know, like Good Morning America's intro or whatever on it. Right. Um, with pictures of him when he was doing the show. And I'm like, oh my God, this dude was like 21 years old and he was Steve from Blue's Clues. And yeah. that was like his life. And he was so young. Mm-hmm. I can't he's believe a how banging he was. artist, dude. I don't know if anyone remembers like the way he drew shit, but holy crap, this dude could draw with a crayon. Yeah, but was that actually <laughs> real? Are you shitting it me was, right It now? was totally him. He totally drew that shit. Really? Yes. God, I loved him. We used to play Blue's Clues like in our classroom when we were kids. So we'd like run around the classroom and leave hints and. Mm-hmm. God, I, I mean, it was really good, though. He just, he sort of came back and just said, it was, it was, he was, like, talking to us, his audience, but as adults, right? And he's yeah. like, it used to be, you know, solving clues, and now it's student loan debt, and buying, and I'm like, oh, my God. Having a family, like, family and, like, and, buying a house. And t- yeah, dude, it was. Yeah, he's like, it's, it was, okay, I guess we should contextualize this by saying he didn't just, like, show up on the internet and do this for no reason. It's the 25th anniversary of Oh, uh, well, yeah. He wasn't just like, hey, here's a video. <laughs> Steve didn't just, like, come yeah. back to us. To, but he did say in it, he's like, I want you to know, like, I, like, he's talking about his growth and our growth and where we are now. And he's like, and I never forgot about you guys. And I'm like, oh, my God, Steve. Dude. I love you. And you're, like, basically my age now. Because he's like, <laughs> Steve can't be more than, like, 43. And, like, all of a sudden our age gap doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know how old he is. I don't know how old he is either, but he I just imagine he must have been like 21 when he was doing that. And, I think so, yeah. You know, he, but he if you guys have not seen it, 45. I please go look at it. It's He uses sign language to say thank you at the end of the video. Did you spot that too? I did, and I was just like, dude, this is so wonderful on like every freaking level. He did it so naturally too. You could really tell that no one told him to do that. That was like oh, yeah. something that Steve does. He wanted to throw it in. He there. just real quick did the thank you in um, ASL, and it was incredible. So, yep, that broke me. Yeah. Um, and then last bit of news here is this has kind of been happening for a little while, and we just haven't mentioned it, but um, Amazon Prime is putting on ongoing promos and buzz for The Boys season three. So it's like Vought content. It's like yeah. Vought seven on seven. Their show like meta mm-hmm. stuff. And it's touching on what's going on in the in the plot. Like they talk about Maeve's like section of the amusement park, whatever it used oh, to be called. They're the calling inclusive it brave, kingdom or whatever. Brave Maeve's inclusive kingdom. So <laughs> dumb. Oh my god, I love that show. It's so smart. So um, anyway, just heads up that like a lot of boys stuff is coming out. Like A Train has a music video out right now. Like there's, it's coming. I think <laughs> we'll get a release date for the boys season three really soon. I hope so. I, because you're a fan of that show, right? I love like we're that obviously, show. 
Very good. Yeah. So I'm like, I we're love that show. It I, I love Invincible. So I first of all, I'm a huge Carl Urban fan. Like, I just love Carl Urban. I we have so many random ass things in common. Dude. Same AMR all day. Mm-hmm. Give me that. I mean, it, yeah. basically anyone from the Rings cast. But well, but yeah, yeah, hell yeah to the boys. I I can't wait for season three of that show. And I'm I I will say that actually is one of the things that I am most excited to podcast about, I think, of the things that are coming out live. More so than Spider-Man, almost more so mm-hmm. than Wheel of Time, because when I'm watching the boys, I have so many, like, I need to discuss this. Like, oh, I, I somebody needs to talk to me about what's yeah. going on, because I have a lot of theories, and I'm really excited for us to do a boys primer and talk about season two yep. when we get a release date, and, like, <clears throat> nail down some of what's going on there, because I need to talk about it and sort it out, because I'm not sure. So, anyway... Let's right, talk guys. about the moment Shang-Chi. you've been waiting for. Yeah, let's let's get to Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I'll read us a plot summary here. If you could, please. Well, in hiding from his father and the Ten Rings, Sean is living a quiet life with his BFF forever, Aquafina. Before <laughs> being found by his father and outed as a total badass, whose real name is Shang Chi. Shang Chi and Katie try to go find Shang Chi's sister Sha Ling in Macau. But all three are captured and taken to their father and the Ten Rings, and are nearly convinced to help rescue their mother from the afterlife. Deciding to move early with the help of a headless bird, the team discovers their mother's secret village and the truth behind their father's quest. It's up to Shang-Chi and Ko to stop their father from ending the world and, just maybe, become Avengers in the process. So, right off the bat, I love that you mentioned the Avengers, because... Of everyone that like shows up in this movie, like new character wise, because um, I don't I don't consider Wong an Avenger. Um, I I'm starting to after this movie. I well, think yeah. Wong is the fucking best thing in the MCU right now. He kind of <laughs> is loving Wong. Wong is kind of a BA dude. If no one knew that, like he's he kind of is just like a badass. Um, I think. The fact that Katie came with him to Kamartage was was pretty awesome. Because it, it really, if you think about it, she didn't do. I can't say she didn't do anything because she absolutely did. She drove the bus. She's not <clears> a she, superhero, though. She's not though. Like she's just like, like this comic that. relief. She's the type of character that you would not expect to cross over into the wide like the bigger movies yes you know like you i'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head but like i don't really expect to see like happy hogan in the adventures oh no i yeah and i don't i don't expect she's she is shang chi's darcy that's a better example or ned yeah ned or darcy or wong Mm -hmm. and yet here wong is like in the avengers movies and like i'm telling you He's like really here for this, but anyway, I won't get us too sidetracked on Wong. But but yes, the Avengers, of mm-hmm. which now Shang Chi is one. He has been officially inaugurated. See, I, I don't believe. know that. They have said this in the media. Like I don't know. I this is what I'm seeing on like headlines. I haven't really looked into it, but they're saying Marvel is now calling him officially an Avenger. Should we do an Avengers rundown just yeah, to start Yeah, let's do an with? Avengers rundown. Where All is right. everybody? Because I'm really, like, I had to take a minute and think about this. Because here's the deal. This blew my mind. But it is, in fact, the first film of Phase 4 taking place after in after uh, Endgame. No, it's not. No Way Home is. 
Yeah, okay, fine, whatever. But No Way Home is technically part of Phase 3, I swear to God. Oh, well, yeah, it is. It ends Phase 3. Because it's yeah, supposed to end the I'm telling saying. story. In Phase 4. Like, mm-hmm. I understand that that takes place later. But for the record, in the timeline, the Spider-Man stuff is... we. That's still the furthest out thing that yeah. we've seen. Everything else is still filling in the gap right now. But even between Far From Home takes place like eight months after Endgame. Everything else that we're seeing is way closer, including this, is my understanding. Yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah, like the Spider-Man stuff I'm, I'm discounting because it's so far in the future still. It's like, who fucking knows what leads up to that? Mm-hmm. But, that, and it's also phase three. So within phase four, this is the first film to take place in the current timeline because we had Black Widow, obviously a prequel. And the rest of it is all being filled in it's on Disney+. It's all new, Plus. yeah. Yeah, well, it's all on TV. Or, well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, like, where everybody is following Endgame, there's still some question marks here. Yeah. So, Captain America. It's Sam now. Yep. That's confirmed. Last seen in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Bucky Barnes, same story. So, Captain yeah. America and the Winter Soldier are, like, now Captain America, right? He's just there. Right. I don't even think it's it's, like, the same to call him the Winter Soldier anymore. Like, I he was, is just I thought Bucky. It was weird He's, like, fully recovered from that. that. Well, it's weird that they they changed the show title to Captain America and the Winter Soldier instead of Falcon at the end. So it's, like, I guess technically that is still his canon name. I guess, yeah. That's a good point. I don't know. I, th- I think that's some bullshit, but mm. on technicality. Um, Iron Man's dead. <laughs> yeah. Thor's with the Guardians. Yeah, Guardians well, also in space. <clears throat> we'll see him next in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and then we'll see him again in Love and Thunder. Fuck, yes, we will. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, or, actually, no, does is Love TBD. and Thunder come first? I don't have to I look at that. I think that they both are so far out that it's 6 of 1. Yeah, I think they're going to come out around the same time, like probably in the same year in 2022 or 3. I think it's 2022. 2022, surely. Okay. Done yeah, filming. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, um, yes, Hawkeye is getting his own show, but we don't know where yeah. he is right now. Let me see him next for the Hawkeye show, though. Like, that's that's coming relatively soon. So, mm-hmm. TBD, though, nobody knows what he's doing post-Endgame. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Black Widow's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What the actual fuck oh, yeah. is going on with the Hulk? Uh-huh. This, was my ne- this is the most, like, so we see him in the post-credit for Shang-Chi as... Bruce Banner. As Dr. And Banner, not Professor yeah. Hulk. And his arm so, is still in a sling, but he is not Professor Hulk anymore. Yeah, so what the fuck? I'm willing to bet that we will not see the Hulk again. In any movie. What? Yeah. Fuck off. His story's no. kind of done. Like, he was there to, like, be of use to the world instead of being seen as a monster, and he's the one that snapped everybody back to life. I hate it. I want him back. I want him as the Hulk. I want I want him to actually be the Hulk. I don't even want I Professor know. Hulk. I felt like that was unearned. His arc didn't wrap up. So I don't understand what's going on, though, and I'm hoping we find out in the Hulk, the She-Hulk show. I think that's when yeah. we're going to find out what's going on with him. But suffice mm-hmm. to say that, that Bruce is, is still a leader in the Avengers. Like, mm-hmm. the Avengers are still operating and he's around. Yeah. Captain Marvel, same deal, right? Still kind of running shit with the Avengers we see. Yeah, in she's operating off-world and, yeah. Yeah. Um, Scarlet Witch coming she's, off of WandaVision. Yeah, so Cabin in the West. Out in Sokovia, yeah. We'll catch her next, maybe in Spider Man, because who knows? Um, Ooh, but definitely in yeah. Doctor Strange. I'm hearing, I'm thinking maybe Spider Man. Yeah. For sure, Doctor Strange. Speaking of whom, 
TBD. It looks like everything's going to culminate there. I don't know where he is. He was oddly absent from Shang-Chi. Yes, he was. Um, Spider-Man, same thing. That's all set way out in the future. Everything we know about mm-hmm. Spider-Man, like Peter's chilling right now. Um, Ant-Man, no idea. We have no idea what he's yeah, doing in Facebook. We actually, the last thing, so that's what's crazy. The last thing that we saw from him was uh, him hugging an adult Cassie. Yeah. So, yeah, well, with with hope, right? Like with watching hope, yeah. uh, the fireworks or whatever right mm-hmm. after. So I actually thought it was weird that he wasn't in Shang-Chi because they were in San Francisco. Yeah. Which is where he lives. So I actually thought that was weird. And then the last one is Black Panther, TBD in Wakanda. But, like, we know the meta answer to this. Like, we'll find out in Wakanda mm-hmm. forever. Like, we, yeah. I can't even. I'm. It's fine. They'll tell us. They'll figure yeah. it out. But so the only ones we really don't know where they're at or what they're doing are like Hawkeye, Black Panther, Ant Man, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Strange. So we kind of and everybody's has movies coming up, so we kind of know where where everybody is. Interestingly, yeah. And that I think that's good to know, like where everybody is coming into this, because unfortunately it has been quite some time since we last like got an update on what everybody's been doing after Endgame like and how Endgame ended yeah we're just sort of piecing it together bit by bit in these more contained stories we're, we're yeah. just getting little glimpses but slowly everyone's trickling in and like we haven't really gotten any info since Falcon and the Winter Soldier because Loki's like in another dimension and what if right. is what if and it's just I don't know um <laughs> But so let's talk properly about this movie. Now that we kind of yes. know where everybody's at, let's talk about the Ten Rings. So I actually want to start with the Ten Rings because yeah, that's leaving, what I mean. Like, tell me about the rings themselves. Yeah. Talk to me about this this awesome prop. Dude, <laughs> leaving the theater, I literally was just like I was in awe of these fucking rings. My number one yeah. thing that I love about them is they do everything they 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 literally they're a whip they oh my god dude i wrote it down let me see if i can find it um it's like it's a whip and it's a oh yeah they're a whip they're shields um they're projectiles dude they're even they shoot beams of i don't know what energy because we don't know where they're from yeah because we have no idea where they came from and it's yeah. like all they don't the movie doesn't even tell us it's like it's a legend of, dude well, that's the legend my favorite of the Ten part. Rings, like the fucking title of the movie that's what i loved about it it was we he either found them in the crater of a comet or he stole them from a tomb but the way that they worded it's like those are just the stories of how he found them we don't actually know how he the found stories. them yeah like there could be more so like we have no idea those are just like examples mm-hmm. and I just thought, like, the, the CGI was on Oh, my point. God, yeah. Like, the rings looked cool both when they were being done in CG, when they were moving. It yeah. was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, I could watch that all day. It looked amazing. Yeah. And then when they were lit up and just on his wrists, they looked awesome. And when they were not lit up, like, the actual yeah, physical Yeah, when they were just prop, the physical props, yeah, they looked so good. Really good. Totally believable. Like, they, they looked heavy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and the way that they were used and like the dance and the movements, which mm-hmm. is leads me into like the, the fight choreography, right? Oh my God. It was top notch. Oh my God. Re- def- they obviously had real martial arts experts oh, yeah. doing that. I, that goes without saying, like I knew that. I don't know mm-hmm. all the details of the production, but 
It was, oh my God, the hand-to-hand combat. And the, a lot of it really struck me as very Jackie Chan-esque. Like, uh-huh. Jackie Chan's fighting style is he will use his environment around him to fight. And that was so on display during the scaffolding fight. Uh, when they oh, were, es- yeah. when they were, uh, when they were escaping um, the underground uh, fighting pit. Well, and fun fact um, that in in China and in most of Asia, that is how the scaffolding is done. Oh, it's yeah. bamboo. Yeah, because like, it's yeah. hella strong. Yeah, and it looks sketchy as shit. Like everywhere, like in Hong Kong, like holding yeah. half of Hong Kong up, and I'm like, oh my god, are we okay? Dude, like it's it's incredible how strong that stuff is, and I I really liked that they included that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would have to be fucking up pretty badly to do a scaffolding scene and not realize that they would have used bamboo yeah. in Macau. But you know, still, it was cool to see that they did that correctly, mm-hmm. um, and it looked awesome. Dude, it was so it was, cool. It was so good. It was so cool. I just, I love the way he, like, fluidly moves through the beams. He's using them as kicks, but he's also using it to stabilize. He's bouncing off people when he kicks them to re, like, center himself. Mm -hmm. It just, everything about it was just a visual feast. Even when he's fighting in the bus, I was like, bro. So I was going to say this with the bus is, like, I... I really enjoyed that because when I saw, like, Sean, like, mm-hmm. right, like, we cut straight to him. We haven't seen any of the training. He's just a little kid, and then he's in America. Yeah. And so I didn't totally expect him to, like, necessarily already be trained. Oh, for know? real? Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah. I didn't know what the plot of this was. Like, I hadn't seen... I, I kind of went into this a little bit blind. I didn't know... Mm-hmm. Uh, we, the movie didn't tell us that he got trained, and I don't know the comics. So, yeah, it was like they leave their, like, he puts the rings away, and then they raise the kid. I'm like, and he's in America. Like, believable to me that they just raised him like a normal kid, right? Like, mm-hmm. in that scene. So, I was pretty stoked that he was like, yeah, no, I absolutely can handle myself. I'm going to fuck these guys up, and mm-hmm. then we're going to fly to Macau. And I was like, what? Yeah. Sick. Like, we don't have to do any of that. We're going to get cool, like, flashback training montages instead of, like, you having to do it live in the movie, believably. Mm-hmm. And learn how to fight like that it's which yeah. was different from other marvel stuff and like like remember when dr strange came out and we were like oh, this is yeah. amazing but also it's tony stark yeah like he's just he's got to relearn all this shit and build like come to the ground up no he knew all this stuff already and then i think i think that's another reason i liked this so much um and this was like this was actually oh no this was like my third note down um this wasn't about growing as a fighter. This was about growing out of his guilt. Yeah. For Shang-Chi. I really like that theme, too. Yeah, talk yeah. to me about that. Because if you're going... If you pay attention through the movie, everyone that he meets tells him to stop being afraid. Or, like, stop hiding. Mm-hmm. But no one knows what he's hiding from. You kind of get the sense that his dad is like, stop hiding from the assassin I trained you to be. Um... But that also doesn't really fully add up. It's only later when we find out that he actually was told by his mom. Because it doesn't actually tell you how their mom died until towards the end of the film. And that's when you find out that, like, a rival gang came and killed his mom. And he was forced to... Well, he wasn't forced to, but he, like... She made him go away. And then he hid at a window and watched her fight off, like, seven or eight of these dudes... And then one guy stabbed her. Yeah. And so 
Well, and like, so he's living with that guilt of like, mm-hmm. and and it's like his dad does, like, tell him that it's his fault at one point. And you yeah, get towards the, the end, he's like, you just sat at the window and watched her die. Yeah, do you get the feeling that's not the first time he said that to mm-hmm. him? I, ca- you know I what totally I mean? Like, did. I feel like yeah. he he knows that he's being blamed for that. And then I think the other twist that I really wasn't expecting, and that I think again made this kind of unique as far as MCU leading men goes. Tell me if I understood this correctly, but like he actually did kill the dude that he was sent yep. on the mission, right? 100%. He actually did it, and he then he felt so guilty did. about and that. He, yeah, and that again was an, something else that I really, really liked. In other films, we see the the protagonist is like, I can't go through with it. You're just a man, or he's old now, or da 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 da. No, he actually like killed this dude, and then he was like, oh my god, what have I done? Yeah, ex- he didn't like. But it was believable that he told Katie, oh, I couldn't do it, and then I, I had to run oh, away yeah. because I would have been in trouble because I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, you didn't have to run away. You 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 know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. he just does that out of guilt because he actually goes through with it and did a murder, mm-hmm. which our MCU heroes generally don't begin their story by doing a murder. So... I thought that was pretty cool. Like, this was gritty. Like, this movie in some ways, like, I was glad that they had as many sort of cameos and tie-ins as they did, because honestly, this could totally stand alone. Like, I, you know, this does not have to be part of the MCU to be fucking awesome for the record. Oh, yeah. Really liked this. And this, like, this easily is one of my top ten favorite Marvel movies now. I wouldn't say it's top five, but it's definitely top ten. I would put it top 10 for me, too. I think yeah. I'd have to sit down and think. And then it's like, do you include Infinity War and Endgame in the top 10? It's Always. Like, Endgame I mean, is the yeah, number one greatest Marvel movie ever. Well, obviously, and that's why sometimes I put them outside of any mm. rating, because it's just like a no shit, like two yeah. spots that get taken up. Like they don't even, to, Yeah, like don't even include them, because it's obvious. Kind it's of like thing. one A and B, and yeah. then one under them. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. It's, that's ridiculous. Um, but... Speaking of uh, character arcs, mm-hmm. I, I, Katie's was really weird to me. So Aguafina, who I have to say, I really, I liked her in this movie. And generally speaking, I like her. Mm-hmm. I started to get a little Aquafina fatigued yeah. during Raya and the Last Dragon. Mm. I was like, okay, I fucking get it. It's Aquafina. Like It was I like having Eddie Murphy as the dragon from yeah. Mulan, but it's his movie. Oh, yeah. Like, it's way too much. Mm-hmm. It's just like... I yeah. mean, it's ba- it was basically her movie anyway. Aquafina <laughs> was the dragon. Yeah. It was good. You should watch Ryan and the Last Dragon. It was fine. Oh, it was I'll fine. have to eventually. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I still yes. need to watch that. Right. I still need to watch Soul. Soul is... Yeah, Soul's good. But but I... The point is that generally I like Aquafina And I liked her more in this than I've liked her in anything in a long time. Even though she just is the same character that she always is. Mm-hmm. She was super refreshing to have in the MCU. She was. She kind of reminded me... She, she reminded me of uh, Luis from Ant-Man. Yeah. Like, I could see that. Like, But but with a better role and more character and less... Yeah, a little more know, involvement. Like she, yeah, she had more... Going, she reminds me a little bit of... Uh, of what's her name? Your crush from Thor. Oh, Kat Dennings. Darcy. Yeah. Of Darcy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, kind of comic relief, but also, like, legit there. But I really loved their friendship. And the mm-hmm. the friend who I went to see this movie with, like, the whole time was leaning over. And she's like, I hope they don't fuck. I hope they don't fuck. No, I don't Dude, want to Dude, I was hoping together. that the I whole was, time, too. 
I wasn't even worried about it because I don't feel like the MCU does that as much as you'd think. So, I don't think they set up love interests very often. I think they set them up as like, well, you know that they're into each other, but not really. And then they actually do a really good job early on in this movie of explaining he's not, they don't see each other yeah. that way. Like, they just, but they've been friends since high school, that's it. also bringing it up and foreshadowing it. That like, oh, but really, it'll be like this. And I, I was glad that they didn't. And I feel like with the exception of Tony and Pepper, who yeah. are iconic and we don't get to shit on them. Like, people who have a love interest, it's usually because they already had them. Yeah, they were the already there. Exactly. There's very few love stories. Ant-Man, I suppose, but, like, so much respect to their working relationship. Like, they... Yeah. And like, say, I think the only, like, real love story I can think of outside of, like, Tony and Pepper is uh, Jane and Thor. Yeah, that's fair. Well, no, so and I guess Gamora movies. and Peter. And Steve and... Um, Peggy, but that yeah, one's so like that's dragged out over like all of their movies. So it's like the backbone of the MCU. Yeah, it's like so. There's yeah. not that many for being as many movies as there are. Yeah, and they all none of them are the focus. Like yeah, like there's a lot of Guardians, but it's not the point, you know. So I wasn't that worried that they would do that, but I was super glad they didn't. And I really liked the little moment with them at the end where they're just so tired and they sort of like snuggle up together. Oh, yeah. And I have a lot of dude friends who I snuggle up to all the time in the most mm. platonic way possible. And uh, and I just like related to that. I'm like, yeah, if that's me and my guys. I'm, I'm totally snugging them. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of that, no question. No, but, that's that's that was it was really nice to see that it was just like two friends at the end of this like crazy ass fight and they were just like <sighs> yeah, that there's like that they just their friendship was really believable. Yeah. And I but what I thought was weird was like from moment one, Katie's whole deal is that she wants to be a driver, right? Like, did they delete a scene? What happened? Did you pick up on this? I kind of feel like they did because she's talking about like NASCAR and she drives the bus very well. And she and parks she's cars that, for a living, and she drives that car that they're parking in the yeah, first scene like a badass through the streets oh, of San yeah. Francisco, like well, a racer. She's the one that drives Razor Fist's car. And yeah. Like, it, and it, she keeps talking about following your passion and how, like, oh, I wish I just, like, knew what I wanted to do and loved it and went and did it. And she, like, defends her job to her family. Like, I'm like, whoa. why doesn't she become a race car driver? I don't get it. Why yeah. isn't that what happens in this movie? I mean... They don't really set it up as that's what she wants to do. They just set it up as, like, she's been parking cars so long or she has this affinity for driving. I don't know if they set it up as, like, that's her skill or whatever. But I do think it is worth noting that, yeah, she does drive that BM, that sexy-ass BMW. <laughs> yeah. Very, like very nice. Like a badass. Nicely. I yeah. just feel like they were setting something up for her, at least at the end, to be like, no, mm -hmm. you know what I want to do at the end of all of this is, like, do what I really love. And I really love to drive. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go figure that out somehow. And it doesn't... I don't care what in what capacity. I just like don't get how like that's not. It was just so in my face the whole movie. I was like, oh, I know where this is going for her. She's gonna become a driver, and, and then <laughs> it's just nothing. But I, but I also am, like stoked that she went with Shang Chi and Wong. So oh, yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> but I just thought that was weird. Yeah, because Darcy at least had a PhD in physics. She knew the technology. She knew the, you know, the stuff to help Jane track the, 
the doesn't she get her PhD during the that's what she's doing yeah that's literally why she's with Natalie Portman she's like an intern or some shit with Natalie Mm -hmm. Portman she's like her student work study or whatever work study student or something yeah she's in school at the time she doesn't have her degree yet and then after the blip she does in WandaVision yes yeah um and then we're like so it makes sense that she's called in by the FBI and like shield and or sword in WandaVision, right? Oh, I see where you're going with this, right? Like, why Katie? Yeah, but why... Just because Katie witnessed this stuff and was with Shang, with or Shang-Chi with the rings, I don't really get why Wong brought her. But it, I mean, was, it was important enough for him to actually, like, for them to have a scene where he looked at her and said, you too. He did say that, right? Yeah. Like... I mean, I don't know, just because it's awesome, like, because great sidekicks should should come over and do your crossover, because, yeah. well, I hope it's because Shang-Chi needs a badass getaway driver in the next movie. I also, think that'd be it. how stoked would Katie be to team up with Shuri in the, like, oh the my God, yeah. drive a car avatar yep. thing? You know what yeah. I mean? That would be like, pretty freaking cool. I mean, maybe it's just so that they can do that scene in some future movie. Yeah. If so, I, I, I would not be surprised if that's what it was. I, God, I hope that happens. It'd be so cool. <laughs> that actually would be pretty sick. I'd, I'd actually be totally like, here for that. Actually, yeah, I want to go see that movie. Yeah. I just, I was just surprised how much I liked Aquafina. I was like, oh, I'm not totally annoyed by you right now. I thought I was going to get fatigued on her, and I really wasn't. I loved her through the whole thing. She did get kind of annoying to me. But then, like, everything that happened with her and Guangbo, that was fucking funny. And that was, like, mm-hmm. he actually, like, begrudgingly grew to, like, care about her and stuff. And then, like, she had to watch him get his soul sucked out. And then she got pissed. And then she's like, I can fire this goddamn arrow. The arrow thing was awesome. Yeah. Like, her little mini arc with the bow. And, like, yeah. the it was just, it was just, I, I really liked everything that was happening in... Is it Tao Tao Lo? Tao Lo. Tao Lo. Um, what the shit though? I have a question about. It Ta-Lo. is a po- it is a pocket dimension. Yes. Yeah. What? I get, yeah. I, I'm kidding. I'm like so. It, I guess I'm getting confused about the difference between a universe and a dimension. Like if we have the multiverse. And so a dimension is like but, between universes. Think of it as like the gateway between. That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, you're in one or the other, because then there's all of space and everything, right? Like, I feel like dimensions are like, like time is a dimension, isn't it? Like, it's, it's supposed to be like an alternate no, thing that still law. exists within your, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, isn't it if you could see in four dimensions, one of them is time? Well, okay, think about it like this. Uh, Asgard is a dimension. It's not a place. It's not in the universe. You can't just fly to Asgard. They do fly to Asgard. No, they don't. The only people that can ever get to Asgard are through the Rainbow Bridge. Not er, not in uh, not in Ragnarok. They fly in the sex ship in the orgy boat. They totally fly there and they leave in the big people carrier. Because I, I, th- I, I, I know. Am I about this to be hella I, pissed about this? Yo, maybe because straight up, I thought about that too. I was like, so you can just go to Asgard. Like they just that is and also hella doesn't dumb. the doesn't the rainbow thing only take you to like Earths or planets that are within their little you know the hand or whatever that Thor th- draws in the in the first one like those five planets <laughs> it's not or whatever a hand. it's a tree and it's called Yggdrasil 
It's called you the Great Tree. You know that I'm thinking about the South Park episode where they do it like a tiger. Oh my camp, god! Though. Yeah. You know okay. That's why that's in my head. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm actually gonna be really pissed about this. I don't before. know how to figure this out now. I don't know either. It's I don't yeah. get it. I don't feel like Asgard's in another dimension. I feel like if that was true, then then all, I don't know. Then all kinds of sh- I have yeah. no idea. I well, but I. So they specifically say, I do remember that, they do specifically say that Talo is a different dimension. So like, okay, let me ask you this. Do you think there's a Talo in like a what if universe? Like in an alternate, like Tobey Maguire's universe, does he have a Talo? It's possible. But I don't know how the dimensions work like that because think of like universes as a page and then dimensions as a completely different page. Like, the universes could all be on one page. You just go from, like, sentence to sentence. But, like, that was a really shitty example. No, that was the worst example I've ever Okay, here, I'll I'll try and do it a little bit better. Making this so complicated. I know. I'm just, I'm I'm actually not going to continue trying to figure this out. I feel like each universe is, like, a different book. And you could have multiple copies of The Lord of the Rings, and there could be different universes, and they might be really similar. One that's maybe more banged up than the other, or whatever, right? But if there's a dimension, it exists within that book. That's how I'm thinking of it. Of like, you could have a Tao Lo in multiple. Books. Oh, okay, I there figured it out. There could be more than one. I I figured it out. Dimensions. A dimension is a natural existence that has an immeasurable property of space. In itself, it is not technically physical. A dimension can exist without a universe in it, which is usually presented as a white void. Inside, a universe can be created. And multiple universes can exist in the same dimension. Fuck. All right. Well, then I am all the way confused. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) i guess so i guess i just i'm like okay again like similar to my my thoughts on the doctor strange episode of what if the the supreme sorcerer whatever oh sorcerer supreme no they had some name for it for bad supreme bad strange supreme strange or something oh dr armani i know like the the fan name that's going around now for bad doctor strange from that episode the episode where he loses his his heart, not his yeah, hands. Yeah, they one. call him Doctor Armani. No, there's something else. Dark know. Strange. I don't know. I don't know. So, I don't know. Something. We have not discussed this at all, so I have no idea what you're talking. about. I don't about. know what I'm trying to say. The point is um, that I lost my train of thought. Oh, that between that one, because I was saying in that I'm annoyed by like they're breaking the rules in the multiverse already. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, this. I'm a little bit like okay. I'm getting confused though now because I am trying to like be multiverse minded, and I'm like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is this? Like, so there is, is there only one of that horrible monster? Is what it sounds yes. like, right? Like that's the only one of that thing. Yes. So it's not like if you kill that here. It could pop up. There's from another d- else. version of it. No, it that is the only one. Okay, um, you could potentially create another one by going back in time and creating a nexus event where it still exists. Correct. And play into yes. another universe, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit both. I would say so. Yeah, we get into like we get into really murky water with this because we really on like we really need Doctor Strange's movie to have a lot of this explained to us. Dude, is the whole of Phase 4 hinging on that or what? I feel like it super is. Like, I love it. I feel like it's the crux of everything, that it's all going to come together in Doctor Strange 2. I do too. 
I can't wait for that to happen. I know. Like, I love the way they're building towards it. It feels unique. I tried in my notes to compare it to, like, Civil War. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like Doctor Strange is going to pull things together even more than Civil War did. I agree. I think it will, before, for sure. Before, like, the next big bad. I feel like by the time Doctor Strange comes out, we're going to have a better idea of the next big bad guy and who it really is. Hashtag Mephisto. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'll be Mephisto. But. It's not. It's Mephisto's like. Never I think they'll just like keep you. using it as a meme. I like hope so. Marvel movies will just keep memeing that shit. Yeah, just keep keep bringing it up like low yeah. key. That nightmare. <laughs> just in um, every scene. <clears throat> speaking of villains, I am easily, easily adding Zhu Wenwu to one of the greatest Marvel villains of all time list. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I talk to me about this, dude. He first of all, the best villains are the, and I've said this before, and I'll say it till I die. Um, are the villains that see themselves as the hero of their own story. Totally. And so, his whole thing, like the greatest thing about his entire story from the start of the movie to the end, is that where most villains are like. I loved her and I gave up everything for her, but they actually conti- like continued their criminal stuff without their wife knowing about it or they were drawn back to it. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. He actually did give up that like part I of his know, life. huh? Yeah, like for, which is why for it was believable to me that Shang-Chi wouldn't, or Sean at the time, right, wouldn't know how to do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I was totally ready to believe that. Yeah. For seven years, he never even once considered going back to the life of, an, of a warlord. And then she dies, and he's like, I'm literally never going to let this happen ever again. And he goes on the dopest rampage. Right. He literally makes Sean bring him to the club where the gang members are and makes Sean watch him kill them. And then yeah. he is like, do you want to help me find these guys? And that's where, that's how Shang-Chi is put on the path of becoming an assassin. So the majority of the film, we thought it was his dad making him do it. No, it was Shang-Chi actually saying, I want to do this. I want to help you. Right. And then he does. And he does a murder. Yeah. Right. It was wild. You're right about the guilt thing. And like, mm-hmm. I, I really like the way that they slowly unfolded the backstory. I do, too. It wasn't like all at once. And then you're like, well, OK, whatever. Like, that's. Well, and know. I genuinely was guessing on some of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I was like in the theater, like, what's going to happen? You know, like, like it was it was really fun. Yeah. And I also liked how much I, I felt like they redeemed the whole Mandarin situation. Oh my god, I love that. The like, fact that Trevor was, cool. was there and he helped them escape and but they also like Here's the thing that I really liked about him. One, he never calls himself the Mandarin. No. I, the, I think that name only even gets dropped in Trevor when, giving the backstory. No, when Nobody he's giving the Trevor backstory at it. dinner when they all first get back to the Ten Rings compound. He's like, this American pretended to use my name, though he simply he oversimplified it and just called me oh, the Mandarin. Right, 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 right. You're right. Um And then or so like here here's where it really like hit for me. I found after he like revealed that he went back to his ways at the death of Ying Li, their mm-hmm. his wife. 
I was like, dude, real talk, I would do the exact same thing. I I literally could see myself justifying the same methods he's using. If I was in the same position and had the same power structure, the same empire, the same rings, I would probably have done the exact same thing. I would probably have gone on just as terrible a rampage and, you know, redevoted my life to uh, making or like the collection of power and making sure no one else got hurt. And that's really the other heartbreaking part about it is Zhu Xiaoling didn't want to be there without Shang-Chi. Yeah. And he just like left her there because he couldn't face what he did. And then she had to like toughen herself up and leave too. And I think everybody got this like this arc of acknowledging like yeah, we might be a screwed up family, but like we're still family. Yeah. I I really loved them making her the Mandarin at the end cuz her oh whole thing God, was yeah. fucking great first mm-hmm. of all. Um I thought she was awesome. Yeah, I loved, I loved her, her whole like if they weren't going to include me or if he wasn't going to include me in his empire, I was going to make my own. And she's mm-hmm. like, "You started an underground fighting ring when you were 16." <laughs> like, yeah, what a badass! And I love that she had her own weapon. Um, in the the spinny thing, I have no fucking idea what that's called, but it looked great. And uh, um, and that she got an outfit. I loved that. I love that her and Shang-Chi both get the dragon scale vests. I'm like, that is so awesome. She has a cool superhero outfit and, but also becomes like the Mandarin. And I really hope that she is a bad guy in the next movie. I would like to see her as a bad guy somewhere else in the MCU. So that's, what's fucking awesome is if you pay attention to the very end of the trailer or excuse me, the very end of the credits, it says the the 10 rings. Yeah. yeah. It says the Ten Rings will return. Yeah, not Shang-Chi. Not Shang-Chi, not uh, Zhu Xiaoling. It's yeah. all, it's just the Ten Rings. And it makes me wonder, like, are they going to get a Disney Plus show? Are they confirmed to be the villains of Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi 2? Um, are they going to continue, like, their terrorist organizations? Because the dude that helped her set up the underground fighting ring was there with her. And they were very clearly updating all of the tech. Mm-hmm. But they were also still training. Yeah, they were. Like, they were just reinstating everything in the compound. Mm-hmm. And using the same location, which I think is interesting. So I'm, yeah. just, I'm interested to see what she's going to do. Because surely she knows, like, Shang-Chi's not going to put up with any bullshit. And, like, they're on the same side, ostensibly, right now. So sort I can't of, wait yeah. to see, like... W- well, as far as they know, right? They're like, oh, yeah, my sister went back to, like, clean up, like, pack yeah, up the compound. Yeah, he has no idea. No, none. So when he finds out, like, they're on the same side now, but who knows mm. what happens when he finds out and what she's going to put that to use doing at this point. Because I yeah. think a big theme of this, too, is, like, how do you use the power that you have, right? That's why, like, yeah. the rings were a different color for Shang-Chi than for his father, right? Mm-hmm. I assume that it was like, but he used it for the wrong reasons. Like, he could have used it for good, but he didn't. Right in yeah, the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> so like, but fail. And it's a different color. <laughs> like, I feel like her kind of is getting the same thing. Like, Shang-Chi got his bracelets, but she got his organization. And how will they use those sources of power? Mm-hmm. The siblings, how will it differ? Yeah, definitely. Could be super, super cool. Like, I, I hope they show up 
before Shang-Chi 2. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope they show up soon. soon. Yeah. I like that a lot. I thought that was really cool. Um, so, so speak... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm very curious what you gave this. Well, before we go into ratings, I just want to talk briefly about Wong. Yes, absolutely. Because... First of all, like I said earlier, totally becoming one of the best characters of the MCU. Like, I'm stoked he's there. He's reminding me mm-hmm. of, like, Happy in yes. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay. 100%. That's the vibe. Yeah, he's been in enough stuff now. He's proven himself to be super useful. We see him in the trailer for Spider-Man, like, walking out the door with, like, his bags packed, walking out of a Like, uh, he's going on some vacation, yeah. Yeah, and, and maybe because the Sanctum's covered in snow. Like, who knows what's happening in Spider-Man? But... He's in this fighting abomination, and I will say my friend who I went to see this with did not know that he was going to be in it and was stoked. Like, she saw him and was stoked in the theater, so that was really fun. Um, And I was, like, confused as to whether it was abomination because of the fish ears, first of all. So that's how he's supposed to look. That's what I've gathered since coming home from the theater. And in the theater, I was like, and that's abomination. And then I was like, or not. I was like, wait, I... Is the internet wrong? I was like, what What just happened? It didn't look no, like him. That's him. And from what I've been reading, he's supposed to be in the She-Hulk show. Yeah, that's what I saw too. So sweet. Mm-hmm. And also, why is he with Wong? So the only thing I gathered is that he, Wong is trying to like rehabilitate him or something. Because if you watch when they're both talking after their fight, Wong leads him back to like some kind of supermax facility. Yeah, which I feel like we might see in in the Spider-Man trailer. Like, there's mm-hmm. that scene where something kind of dark jumps out at him, and people are saying it looks like it's in some kind of cell. Oh, I, I don't yeah. know. I'm, like, thinking that maybe that's where Abomination is, and he might also be in Spider-Man. I don't know. Every Everyone might just be in Spider-Man. Might just everyone be is in Spider-Man. Just, I'm just, I'm living that life. Yeah, let's just go, let's just go with that. Let's just assume it's going to be everyone we've ever seen in one of these movies, including movies from from the other movies. Yeah, yeah, from other like movies. other franchises. Films that have nothing to do with Spider-Man. Before we do our ratings, let me ask you an unrelated question that um, I saw on the internet today. What's up? And I wanted to get your thoughts. Would you? Do you want to actually see? Toby and Andrew in the Spider-Man trailers. A hundred percent. I do, do not do? want to see them in the trailers. I want to see them only no, you in the did, movie. That's what I mean. You don't want to see them in the trailer. Oh, you do no. Want to I see do not want to see them in the movie want, only. No. I want to see my, them in the movie only. My thought was, I don't want to see them in the trailer, but I want the trailer to confirm that they're going to be there. Yeah. I want us to get hyped. I want the trailer to somehow tell me they're going to be in this movie without showing us them. Agreed. Yeah. That would hundred percent agreed. Um, anyway, just wanted to ask you that. Yes. You know, because we're still pretty stoked about Spider-Man 2, folks. Oh, I'm beyond so, stoked about it. We're so close. All right, tell me tell me about your rating, Scott. So I I actually, uh, I gave this an 8 out of 10. That's and legit. Yeah, I, I loved this from start to finish. I mean, obviously there were like, there wasn't a single moment where I was very unhappy, but do I think that's perfect? No. I wanted a little more explanation behind, like, the Ten Rings as far as, like, their organization and what they've all been involved in and what they've been doing. Yeah. Um, I already said it, but, like, there were parts where Katie was just kind of annoying to me. Mm -hmm. Like, she was very clearly just put in there for, like, comedic relief. But the number one thing that, like, stopped me from giving this any higher than a rating was the, the misuse of villains. Um, yeah. Razor Fist and the Death Dealer were just side characters. 
And Razor the Fist fact was that sweet, though. Razor Fist was dope. And I love <laughs> that he lived, because that means we'll get to see him again. I liked his stupid car. I want him and Razor Fist. Oh my god, his stupid car was so dumb. Taser Face. Yeah, I was thinking about Taser Face the whole time. I was like, these dudes. Like, these are Um, best friends. Like, he was was cool, and I liked him. And I liked that he actually had a little bit of, like, you understood he was devoted to the Ten Rings, and he, you know, he had pride in them and everything. But the part that really kind of irked me was the death dealer was supposed to be this like martial arts master and this like stone cold dickhead to shang chi when he was a kid he was the one with the mask right? yes yeah. and okay. he just dies when they're explaining that the minions of the dweller in the dark can't be hurt by conventional weapons they're like, we're, we're the Ten Rings. And he tries to kill one, and they just pick him up and steal his soul and drop his body back. And it's like, that's supposed to be funny. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, And also to, like, no. demonstrate, like, how serious that villain was supposed yeah. to be, even though it was kind of weak. Yeah. I've, I it, it definitely did not do what it was trying to do Yeah, with that. I totally agree. I think that would fall flat. Mm-hmm. But other than um, that, like, I, I loved it. Like, again, I, I'm going to keep going back to it because it is such a great change from what we're used to. Yeah. The fact that it wasn't Shang-Chi couldn't go through with the assassination. It's the fact that he did go through the assassination and then was racked with guilt um, and feeling like he had no direction now that he like couldn't return to his dad because he didn't want to do that again. I thought that was way freaking better. Yeah, because you know Steve Rogers wouldn't have killed that dude. No. You know, even Tony, who's supposed to be like our bad guy, our uh, bad boy. You know, Tony I don't know because he was ready to kill Bucky when he found out that Bucky killed his mom. Yeah, but Bucky killed his mom. Like I, I don't know. I like I. I guess it's the same thing. I it's guess literally the same yeah, fucking it's literally scenario. The same thing. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no shit. That's what we're talking about, huh? Fuck. Yeah, God, you're right. <laughs> I think Tony would have killed Bucky. I think Tony would not have been able to live with the guilt of that afterwards. You don't think so? No, I don't think he. I don't think that would have sat well with him. Um, and I think a small part of him at the end was grateful that Steve stopped him. Yeah, probably. I don't know if he would have done it. Yeah, that was funny. I'm over here forgetting that that's the mission. I'm like, yeah, he did that mission. He got sent on. <laughs> like had nothing to that do with his mom, the right? Mission. That was the whole thing. Was his mom? It wasn't just like his first mission with the Ten Rings. Well, isn't? I think maybe that's what he tells Aquafina that he fight. Right? That's me. I'm just defending my idiocy. Well, no, like we know that's his first mission because his dad tells him that he's like, we found the mother, or we found the the man that killed your mother. I we think before it was that scene, though, he tells Aquafina, I was raised up by the Ten Rings, and then I got sent on my mission, and then... My first and mission, and then he couldn't and go through with it. And I didn't do it. it. I, yeah. th- I don't think he mentions his mom, is what I'm saying then. No, this no, he never... No, myself. he doesn't I'm like, I'm up. telling his story originally. That's what I'm... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full yeah. of shit. Ignore me. Um, no, I got you. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on you now. I'm, I'm on with you now. I gave it a 9 out of 10, because, yeah, I loved this. I thought it was so great, and... And like you say, like, he's really different from our usual MCU good guys, which I love. Like, I think he's mm-hmm. he's fun and, and in a different way. And he's also, like, has, like, that dark past, right? Um, and origin stories usually suck, right? Like, I normally, like, I wasn't that stoked for this because it's an mm-hmm. origin story. I was kind of, like, a lot more lukewarm on this than I am for, say, the Eternals. Oh, yeah. Even though I get that's, it's not the same kind of origin story. Like, that's, the Eternals to me is... 
like a different thing. It doesn't feel like an origin story movie. Um, but which normally I'm like are lame. So <laughs> this super yeah. wasn't. And I was really, I normally I'm like, oh god, skip us past it. With great power comes great. I get it. Like I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought this was great. It looked incredible. I can't wait to see him team up with the Avengers and Katie. I feel like they're going to add something like really, really different in their personalities mm-hmm. and their backstories to the crew. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and for villains, we talked about this for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, I I came out of this just being like, the big monster wasn't that exciting. Yeah, I mean... The dragon was fucking sick. We haven't mentioned that, by the way. Dude, yeah. The The Guardian was... That was fucking awesome. The accurate representations of Eastern traditions of dragons and also, like, the lions. Yep. Like, I I was like, yeah, okay, it fucking looks incredible. The CG was so good. Everything about that looks so awesome. And my buddy Andrew and I, when we walked out of the theater, um, we both said it. Um, we were just blown away with the shit that we can do with water animation now. Yeah, oh Holy God. crap. The Little Mermaid's going to look good, right? That's oh why my God, like, I I've, been, I've been watching water yeah. animation for a minute. I have my eye on that since they announced that Little Mermaid remake. Yeah. I'm like, this better not suck. That's like half of why I went to see Aquaman. I'm like, let's <laughs> make sure this looks okay. How are we doing so far? We're like halfway to release. <laughs> <laughs> but no it, it looked incredible and the, yeah. the dragon was sick and mm-hmm. the dragon scales were sick so I really liked all that but I I gave it a 7 out of 10 on the villain so and, did I and I also like villains dying in, in Disney animated is good mm-hmm. but it's not a good thing in the MCU so I agree with that to a point. I think it depends on the villain. Like, if there's no reason for the villain to survive... Like, yeah. perfect example is there's no reason for Killmonger to have survived. Or Yellowjacket to have survived. Or Ultron to survive. Because they cannot be redeemed. They are steadfast in their beliefs. Yeah, but they can come back to fuck shit up more. Like, they can be fun and come back again without having to be a good guy eventually. Like, we can have somebody around and like them without them being becoming good you know what I mean like isn't that the whole thing with comic book villains is they're great because they keep coming back and they're like awesome villains that you don't ever have to run out of and the MCU is like always running out of villains I think that's why we kept Loki alive I think that's why we kept Baron Zemo alive Um, that shit clearly worked right I wish we had kept Ultron alive I wish we had kept Hela alive yeah. Um, this is what I'm saying. The one thing that redeemed it here is that I'm hoping that Sha Ling is going to become a bad guy. I, I feel like and she, she is. And she takes the place of the Mandarin. Because yeah. it's going to be the same dynamic, right? Family, but we've, like, you're not all the way bad. And you're, like, because if they kept yeah. his dad, like, he's, you know, we kind of know what that would have looked like. And it's going to look similar to keeping the sister. So, okay. Like, at least, mm. at least that we got to trade. You know what I would like to see? And it's probably because I just, I fucking hated this quote twist so much. I would love to see the Ten Rings destroy Sharon Carter's uh, organization. Oh. Because I... That would be cool. I hated her twist reveal of being the the power broker so much. I... I... I don't know what I think about that. I didn't have strong opinions, but I get what... Like, just because it was shoehorned? 
It was it just it didn't make sense for the rest of her character, and it was um, so out of left field. Yeah. Like it just it just got thrown in there at the last second, and I was Twist just like, "This is sake. so dumb." Yeah. Yeah, it was asking you to believe a lot about what happened during the blip. Yeah, that's what I. That was my takeaway from that. Is like, ah, uh, okay, yeah. you're trying to make first of all twisty twist, and second of all, make it clear to everybody that the blip mattered. Right, mm. the like shit is different. It's a whole, you know, and it's like, oh my god, okay, I got it. So yeah, I get that. At least Sharon got to be in the show. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm not I mad like about her. it. I, I like just... Emily. What's her name? I don't feel strongly enough. Oh, Emily Van Camp. I was like, hey, it's Emily Van Camp. Yeah, I love her from uh, from fucking Everwood. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I was actually kind of worried you were gonna forget that. Nope. I got it. I def- I mean, also Revenge and the other things she's been in, but for sure Everwood. Um, also, I was so speaking of like some of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier stuff. I am surprised we didn't see Lady Contessa. What's her face? Oh, uh, Valentina. Yeah, where I was, I actually was surprised that she wasn't there in the end. Like I would have thought that she would be there with the Ten Rings. I think that would have been cool if she had come up to Jialing and said something to her about like we need something from you or something that would have been cool yeah i kind of expected her to because she's picked up the new black widow yeah and she's picked up bad captain america oh my god he's called u.s agent now john walker you you know perfectly well who's responsible for names i know (laughs) it's you yeah um all right take us out of here what's coming up what's coming up next so coming up next, we're going to be doing, well, it would have been out, well, probably be out about the same time as this, um, is going to be our review of What If Episode 5. Um, very, very excited about that. Um, yeah. And then we're going to have The Sword in the Stone coming up pretty soon here, too. We are we are a couple movies away from getting out of the Disney, the Disney whirlpool that we've been in. Of the timeline. Yeah. Star Wars is coming. The, the wheel of is time coming. is coming. The yeah, the Hobbit is coming. Is coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of cool stuff coming. Um, I'm stoked about it. Me too. I'm very stoked about it. Um, but if you're just as stoked about it, do me a favor. Go ahead and follow the podcast if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Um, it lets us know who's listening. It lets us know that you guys do appreciate the content. Um, but more importantly, hit us up on our social media on Instagram at Behind the Timeline. Um, check out all the memes that we've got going on. Again, we're going to be doing the thing for a wheel of time to see what you guys would prefer before we get into the show, before the show comes out. Um, if you have any suggestions or you want to know when the newest episodes are dropping, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter at uh, Behind Timeline. If you have a suggestion or if you feel like you are an expert of a pop culture subject, hit us up. Let us know. We'll bring you on as a guest if it fits. Um and if you have any like personal suggestions or anything like that, you can hit us up on Gmail at GoBehindTheTimeline at gmail.com. But I think that's, I think I covered everything. Those are, I believe, all the things. Those are all the things. So until more things come up, guys, stay nerdy. See you next time. <laughs>